Okay. So, hi, this is Anna Poirier. I'm here with Stina um, and really excited to be supporting her in gaining some deeper insights, awarenesses, and tangible tools around her life path. Um, we'll be using her astrology birth chart to do that. So welcome, Stina. Great to have you. Hi, it's so great to be here. I'm really excited to see what we can uncover about me today. Awesome. Yes, it's always a discovery and it's really cool. Um, so before we get started, we're meeting for the first time. If you would uh, maybe just tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do um, and we'll start there. Okay, well, my name is Tina, and I feel like I'm at um, kind of a crossroads in my business. I've done a lot of things in the past. I'm a coach and an energy healer, and I'm also a ordained priestess. Um, I, I felt called over the last six to eight months to really deepen into beauty and self-care as a tool for spiritual development and to really share what I've learned from my own process of doing that with others. But I also feel this, I, I guess I would describe it as a shadow. I feel this like shadow that's just like, you're not going to be taken seriously for doing that. There's so much negativity around the world of beauty and you're just going to be misunderstood. Don't even try it. So I'm really here to see if there's anything in my birth chart that would tell me that's what I'm supposed to do, that's not what I'm supposed to do, and just take it from there. Awesome. Um, and when I would love, uh, because I, I feel like that is, it's, I mean, it's specific and it's not, but, but I feel like it's specific enough to where I would say, um, my question would be like, what? what around that, that, that kind of niggly thing that's been calling you, have you had any specific ideas around that? Or would you share just a little bit more about it? Yeah. So I've really, in studying shamanic practices and in studying about priestesses of the past, I learned that the original makeup artist were shamans and priestesses because they used makeup for their ceremonies to evoke goddesses and to really embody certain aspects of the ceremonies that they were performing. So I started using and really researching using makeup for magical purposes. You know, the magical effects that you could use for eyeshadow and what the different colors mean, the metaphysical products of, um, properties of makeup and so I I have this concept of like makeup being this really magical experience and taking women who are already spiritual and showing them this tool that many women use day to day for you know just every day putting on their face and showing them how they could use their makeup as a way to connect with the divine feminine Mm-hmm. Have you like even used any of this in your current business? Like has it has it has it sprinkled in yet? I've I've mentioned it as a broad topic and 
that's about as far as it's been. Um, when I talk to, when I talk to women about it as like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really into like the magical properties of makeup. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of it's just like, Whoa, I never thought of it about that way. Tell me more. And it's like, uh, I don't, I don't know where to start. And, and like I've said, like I have this voice in my head where it's like, they're not going to understand you, you know, don't, don't even talk about that. Just like keep doing what you're doing. And it's like, but I, I really feel like this call to go there, but I also feel like this hesitation. Mm-hmm. And um, is that, does that feel like it's external or internal? Meaning that that hesitation or that sense of like being, not being taken seriously, have you experienced that externally or is it more of an internal fear? It's, com- it's completely internal. I haven't, I haven't seen or witnessed or been exposed to anybody outside that's telling me don't do that. It's completely mm-hmm. just a voice in my head. Okay, great. That is, that is helpful. Cause it's, you know, it's just, yeah, it's like, um, there's a distinction there, right? Like if you brought this forth and people are like, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's just turn the page. But it sounds like you've even had some interest. It's now trusting. Um, uh, I guess trusting in your own inner voice to a certain extent. So does that sound about right? Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, let's get into the reading. And I, just on a personal note, I think that it sounds really cool. <laughs> it, I, I look forward to diving deeper into this with you because I, my sense is this is a niche. This is something that is different. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't explored it, but I don't, I don't know of anyone just offhand who's already bringing this forth. So it's definitely kind of a pioneering thing that you're, that you're bringing out and that can feel scary. Um, so let's see what we find out in your birth chart to kind of support this or, you know, how it might need to manifest, um, in a, in a super awesome way. So, <laughs> um, okay, so we'll awesome. <laughs> good. Um, we're going to start with your sun sign. That's, that's often, um, and you have your son in Scorpio, which you probably know. Um, and this, when, when we look, okay, so usually people sort of identify with their sun sign. They're like, yes, I feel like a Scorpio in this case. Um, and in, in the life path astrology, we look at it, um, I kind of call it, a, like we look at it as what you identify with and sort of what gets sprinkled throughout, I think of it as magic fairy dust. And it is, it is like this dust, this magic dust that you get to sprinkle throughout all facets of your business, but also your life. Um, but it may not be immediately what people see 
in you. So it's not always like the direct reflection that you're bringing out into the world, but it's there, it's present. Um, you know, and some of those aspects of Scorpio is the investigator, the detective, the deep diver. Scorpio loves mystery. Scorpio likes to get underneath the surface. So hello, like getting not, it's, it's not just about putting the makeup on and having, you know, if we just look at it really like a mask, um, to use that term, uh, that's not, that's not Scorpio. Like Scorpio doesn't, Scorpio wants to like go underneath the mask. Okay. Let's take the mask off, but you can, you, you know, that's where this, I, I feel like that's probably part of where this little part of you is like, yeah, but, but this is like shamanic makeup. <laughs> you know, this is, this is shamanic beauty absolutely 100%. And you've done some research, you've done some digging, which is very Scorpio. Um, you know, and there is, there is kind of that, um, sexuality aspect of Scorpio too. The, 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 um, the occult definitely very intuitive too. There's, there's that digging around and that researching, but there is the intuition inside of you to trust. And, and listen to. Um, does that, I mean, do you sort of relate to that in a lot of ways? Absolutely, like 100%. <laughs> right. Um, awesome. So this, and, and I'll say you have, you actually have your Mercury, Sun, and Saturn all in Scorpio. So you have three planets there. And so there's, there's a fair amount, you know, there's a good amount of Scorpio weight here. So not only is it your sun sign, but then there's also this, which it empowers it, it elevates some of that energy. Um, so it's going to be a little stronger than if you just had it in your sun sign, as an example. Um, I'm going to go into, let's go into your um, moon first after this, which is moon, your moon is your emotions and it's your it's like your emotional motivation. It's your inner motivation. Um, you know, we often look at Mars as more of a, that's like your get me out of bed. I'm like passionate, get ready to go. What am I devoted to? This is like a, a more internal, you know, the moon is, the, um, the moon actually rules cancer and you have your moon in cancer. So what that means is that it's a natural home. This is definitely a natural home for cancer, but it can also sh show up as um, amplifying some of the Cancerian energies. And when we look at the moon in life path astrology, we're looking at it from the perspective of like, this is a key part to take care of. It's not, you know, it's not that we like brush our emotions under the rug when we're going forth into our business and into our. Uh, karmic path and our life's mission, but we really have to honor it because it will, um, when we're honoring um, that and honoring some of those, or I should say like healing or cutting some of those ancestral cords, which is a lot about what the moon deals with, then that's where you can kind of stay on track and stay motivated, right? Um, so you know, when, when I see the, can, uh, the moon and cancer, there, you, there might be, and, you know, I want to, I always want to hear from you, like, 
there, there can be a tendency to get almost stuck in emotions and, and stuck in, um, in like an over sensitivity. And, a, and when you're in those moments and maybe even kind of a nurturing, 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 caring for, caring for, because cancer is very caring and nurturing. And then just being like, shut down. I got to shut it down. I feel too, you know, emotionally raw or, um, like not, not nurturing your own self and your own needs. And then there's, um, like a hiding. You can just like go into a cave. Do you ever run into that? Is that something that? That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, when you said the part about hiding in a cave, like cancer is the crab, right? Because I thought about like a crab, you know, mm -hmm. going back inside of its shell. Absolutely. And, and as you were talking about, you know, the moon, I was, I was thinking about, because I, I feel like I go back and forth, like the tide, you know, the tides are kind of, mm. I think the tides are affected by the moon. So I, yes. I definitely, I definitely do feel like emotionally that I kind of just go back and forth mm -hmm. and it's kind of like wavering. I absolutely feel like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, partly like there can be uh, just a way of being feminine where we do have, you know, being in a female body, we can tend to be pulled by the moon more and and that's natural. We go through those cyclical uh, parts of our moon cycle, whether we're menstruating, whether we're not, you know, like you still are pull, pulled by that. So there's that. You just may be that, that fr from your um, astrology chart, that may be even more heightened because of your, you know, because of the, because of the placement of the moon, because of cancer being in your moon. So it may be even stronger in you. And what we want to be able to do here is to care for, to soothe that inside of yourself, to, to soothe her so that there, you might not be like kind of pulled by that so much and feel like one moment, you know, you're there, but then the next moment you're just like, I'm just crawling into my shell and I'm going to hide until it feels safe to come out. Um, so I think because, you know, I feel like with cancer being a water sign, cancer is a water sign, um, that you, and you even mentioned this in part of you know, what you're potentially stepping into in your business, like that, this is like a lot about self-care and self-care from kind of an emotional watery standpoint, um, so that you are able to nurture and nourish, you know, those you're here to serve and all of that. Um, I like kind of water-based rituals for this, like regularly taking salt baths, um, I even like for cancer moon bathing. I don't know if you've ever, you know, if you ever, when the moon is full, just go out and like let yourself bathe in the moonlight. Is that ever anything that you've done? <laughs> I, I have, I have done that before. I didn't, I didn't know that it was like, I didn't know that there was a name for it, but I feel like when, when I look out the window and I see the full moon, like I have to go outside because mm -hmm. I just felt that I just really wanted to see it outside. But 
I do I do feel like a connection to like be outside in the moonlight. Yeah, and I and I would say like give your almost make so that can be part of your regular self-care. Like when the moon is full, go out, bathe in the moon. Otherwise, taking salt baths is gonna be awesome for you regularly. And even I don't know where you currently live, but if you have the ability to visit the ocean great. If not, you know, you have other, you have other tools, but these would be some self-care rituals that kind of keep your moon soothed. Okay. That sounds, that sounds beautiful. And it sounds so easy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, I, I love self-care, but I really love when it's like easy. Yes. Like, <laughs> so thanks for that. Yeah, for sure. And I do too. I'm definitely a fan too. Um, and I'll just, I'll share with you. I have a, um, it's funny. I've been share. I share this with all, uh, my, um, cancer or yeah. Moon and cancer clients is I have a, um, I have a free meditation on my website and it's a moon meditation. So if you want to sign up for that and listen to that, and it's literally a meditation where you, where I walk you through being bathed by the moonlight. Um, awesome. And it's under, so my website's yogabodynutrition.com and it's under the free goodies. You'll see it. It's the moon meditation. Okay. In case you, in case you want to check it out. <laughs> um, but let's move into your rising. And, um, and the way that we see your rising is um, we see it as your life path. We see it as your soul's purpose, um, as the problem that you're here to solve. And this is actually more of what others see in you as well as kind of what they want more of. Like they, they see it in you, they may kind of recognize it in themselves, but they're like drawn to it inside of you, if this makes sense. And um, your rising is in Leo. So whereas, I, like I said, the sun is more like what you identify to, you sprinkle it throughout, this is, uh, this is more what you lead with. This is more um, what you bring forth. And I, think, I, I always like the idea of, so the, it's called the rising sign or it's called the ascend, ascendant. And it's like you're, you're rising to this. You're rising to your life path. You're rising to your soul's mission. Um, yeah. So I think like the sun is just sort of like, that's who I feel like. <laughs> that's who I embody. Um, and this is, you know, Leo is about the spotlight. Leo is, is very creative. Um, also a bit perfectionistic and hardworking, um, self-expressive. So Leo rules the heart or is rule. Yeah. Leo rules the heart. Um, also ruled by the sun. So there's like this bright, warm, uh, expressive and magnetic quality to Leo. You know, people usually just like being like, they feel good. Like it's like sunny, you know, it's like being bathed in the sunshine. Um, and they're very adoring, but they also really like to be adored. You know, they're sort of underneath it. There is sort of a seeking of, you know, okay, recognize me and adore me 
um, a, uh, I would say like an elevated Leo is going to be very confident, very self-assured. Um, maybe a uh, Leo that doesn't quite have that, there's, there may be a lack of self-confidence and a lack of self-assuredness and really stepping into that light. Um, what is your relationship with like what I've just shared, you know, to this, to this point? Do you, do you feel that inside yourself at all? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like one of the Leos who lack self-confidence. Mm. Although there have been times in my life when I was really confident. Um, I've just, I've just had like so much go, you know, going on in my life. And I know that like everybody feels like that at times. And I, I just feel like I've had so much taken out of me and I've lost my confidence. So I, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. 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 Right. So this is a place, like I said, this is going to be a place for you to rise up to. And you're going to see Leo comes into play again in a pretty key aspect in your chart and um so for now let's just say like this is you know a, in in this modality of reading the chart like where this is this is going to be where you start to lead from more and of course through that you're healing it inside of yourself right like that's the karmic uh wheel to so to say that's the karmic journey um, let's go to, um, let's go to Saturn. And so when we look at Saturn, Saturn is, um, Saturn is the disciplinarian. Um, Saturn is the father figure and, and, um, essentially Saturn is there to kind of say, okay, what, like, just like, just sort of like a, a like a, like a stern father, like, okay, this is, you know, this is great, but what is our plan? What are we going to do to have a plan and make some money? And, 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 you know, once he feels satisfied that there's a plan and there's some mo movement forward, not getting stuck in certain spots that, um, he's, he's then going to reward you. And often if someone feels like they're kind of spinning their wheels or like, why isn't this, why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? Why aren't people, um, you know, quote, like buying or, or taking this, it has to do with, you know, have we, have we had the discussion with whatever rules your Saturn, wherever your Saturn is, your Saturn is in Scorpio. So we're familiar with Scorpio. Um, and you know, so this is, this is like a, a discussion between Scorpio who loves to dive deep, who loves those mysteries, who wants to be the detective and dig, 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 and like explore the mysteries of life and the, you know, the practicality, the discipline of Saturn, like, all right, how are we going to do this? Um, so I, you know, I think with this relationship and, and then I, I would love to hear from you if this might resonate as far as like a place where you get caught up, um, is like if he's, he's going to say, okay, let's, you know, it's great. Like 
you're super smart, Scorpio. Like you are so smart and you're digging in into all these things that not everybody really digs around in and not everybody has the guts, the courage to dig around here. And you're, you know, really into intuitive. So maybe, you know, can we like not get stuck in the digging and use that super, you know, honed in BS radar that you have, you know, because Scorpio can smell it 10 miles away. Like, you know, just I, I knows that it's not real, knows that it's not the truth. Um, and, and like infuse that real, like use that realness, that intuition, that ability to discover the deeper truths, use that as you pave your path and move forward, like not get too stuck in just the digging and digging and digging behind the scenes, like underneath the surface is how I would see that. How does any of that land? I, I really feel that, um, especially the part about constantly digging and digging and digging, because I feel that that's where I stay most of the time. Like I have this insatiable curiosity and like always want to know more and more and more and more and more. And it, it feels like sometimes I just dig myself down into a hole and I can't get out of it. And it's like, maybe, you know, not maybe it's like, I, de I definitely feel everything that you're saying and it so, really just hits home. Okay, cool. Uh, so that, so to give you something a little bit practical to kind of grab onto that is I, I also, you know, I see that you have, so you're, your Saturn, which is in Scorpio, um, this is all in the third house. And, and actually this will come into what I'm going to talk about next, even more that it's almost like, ha like having the courage, which is very Leo. Okay. Like Leo's about, I mean, you think like Leo, the lion, right? That courageous, I'm going to shine. I'm going to exude having the courage to now communicate to talk about, um, because the third house is about communication and it's ruled by Gemini. And, um, so it's like to, to actually like start talking about it, to get it like that can be part of your plan is like, how are you going to start communicating this? Maybe it's in little spurts. Um, let's go, this is, this is definitely going to feed into what I'm talking about next. So it's a perfect segue, but maybe it's, it's like having a blog, you know, blogs are kind of like, okay, I can just, it, it's, it's a somewhat easy thing to set up and you can start to progressively communicate. Um, you know, if I, what, if we weren't talking about like a Gemini ruled house, I might say like, okay, you'd like start writing in a journal, but I think you're past that. I think, I think you're past that. That's too internal, right? That's too just staying in the digging around underneath the surface. Like we have to kind of bring it above the surface. 
I actually have a blog okay. and I get so I get so wrapped up about I get I get so involved in researching things and making these plans about, oh, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about this and I want to talk about this, but I don't really know how. And what you said has just, it's kind of opened up this new understanding of you can, you can blog about your experience, like your experiences mm -hmm. and your discoveries mm -hmm. as they come. There's no need to have this like perfect set out path. I mean, definitely like plan your content and, you know, get everything ready to go and then do it. Because where I feel like I've been is I've been making these plans, like this very Scorpio Saturn way of just planning things out. But I really haven't had this like fire to like a spark to just like push me to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and so what's really beautiful and, and, and I think I, you know, I'm like, I'm looking around and I'm like, well, I don't know. We'll see what exactly that's about. Could be just you getting a little too stuck in your head about it. Um, but, or that lack of self-confidence that we talked about, you know, that, but the, the, the powerful part of Scorpio that you have, you know, a fair dose of here is that rawness and that realness. So you said something about, okay, like just sharing, like, it's almost like sharing, like, just like, just sharing that, re that realness. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll kind of, and that realness from like that deeper occult spiritual kind of aspect. Um, I'm going to move into your, your North and your South node, because this is, this is going to feed into this. And, um, and I think just support what we've touched on so far, which is, okay. So your North node is in Gemini and your South node. So the South node is basically just opposite, whatever's opposite your, whatever, um, sign you have is your North node that the opposite sign is your south node and that would be Sagittarius and your south node has to do with your natural gifts. These are like your natural abilities. You kind of don't always think about it. It's just a part of who you are. Um, the north node is your challenge. So when we look at Sagittarius as your, your natural gifts, you, um, part of this is taking those natural gifts and then moving them into like allowing Gemini to challenge them a little bit. And, and then when you can kind of move into that challenge and use the funnel, I see it as like funneling your natural gifts through the challenge of the North node, then you're again, elevating your life purpose and your life path. So Sagittarius, is the spiritual teacher. They're, they're uh, you know, wisdom sharers. They're natural salesmen. They, they have an ability to, because there's a, there's a certain like charisma to Sagittarius. Um, great writers and speakers uh, tend to be fairly ambitious, very freedom seeking. So 
don't like to be bound down, don't like to feel like their freedom is being squelched. Um, I often, you know, it's like, as I've been doing these readings during this time right now, I, I like whenever Sagittarius comes in, I, I, I think to myself, like, I wonder how the Sagittarians are doing, <laughs> right? Like, like, are they feeling like their wings have been clipped? Like how, you know, that, that they, they're, they're more homebound and all of that. Cause they tend to love travel and adventures. Um, you know, this is all very archetypal. So sometimes obviously there's other factors in, in our chart, but these are some of the Sagittarian qualities. So it's, I, you know, those are, those can be really positive, um, really positive traits. Um, sometimes they might not stick with things. They love to start new projects, but then I'm finished them, you know, cause it's sort of like this adventure, like, Oh, I'm going to like start here. And then oh, no, I'm on to the next like shiny thing. Um, so there can be a little bit of that with Sagittarius. Um, what we look at with Gemini is Geminis are super intellectual, um, love to like research. It's a little different than Scorpio. Scorpio is interested in like what's under the surface, all that. Geminis are a little more superficial. They love ideas. They're like idea. They have tons of ideas and, um, and they also, it, uh, Gemini also has to do with like the tech world. So uh, being online, um, they can see both sides. They're the two twins facing opposite directions. They can kind of equanimously see both sides. And again, like writing, journalism, especially like journalism from that, like more objective perspective, um, is Gemini, you know, and, and how I see this relationship is having your research based data based, um, information that might be about those deeper mys mysteries of the world, which totally, you know, this is what you shared with me at the beginning about, you've researched, you've looked into, um, you know, shamanic, uh, makeup artists of the past, like these. Um, so this is, this is not like just something, you know, this is, this is a, this is like a deeper wisdom that not everybody knows about. I didn't know about that. Um, and and, but then like giving it that, that research based, um, kind of intellectual, uh, spin of Gemini, um, and bringing it into the tech world, which is sort of where I was going with the whole blog. And, um, it may be too, with the Sagittarian gift of speaking that it's like a video blog, you know, that you infuse some video blogs into it again, to show that realness and also to self-express Leo, right? To like be visible, be open-hearted and courageous and like show yourself, um, shine your light basically. Um, but you get, you know, you can use that Gemini communication, that chattiness, uh, maybe push a little bit more into that, um, communicating regularly. Um, these teachings and these wisdoms, these spiritual wisdoms of 
Sagittarian national, not, excuse me, natural gifts, um, getting them out there um, to share it more to, you know, so that this is, you know, all sort of feeding into what we've talked about so far. How does all that land? You know, what, what? It makes, it makes so much, like it's, it's almost shock. It Well, it is shocking. It's completely shocking because I had no idea about, you know, these different aspects and how they would all play together. But it feels, it feels, this reading feels so much like, my it's like everything my soul needed to hear mm. like I'm getting I'm getting so many confirmations and the way that you're just like weaving things together is like well that's what you need to do you know like I've had these questions you know in my mind when I waver back and forth and it's like well if you talk about all this deep esoteric makeup knowledge you know it might be too much for people. And then like the Gemini comes in and it's like, well, you know, then there'll be times where you want to keep it light and airy and talk about yourself and be a little chatty and let your personality come through. Mm -hmm. And yep. so I'm getting like all these moments where it's like, Oh, that's, that's what I need to do. Yep. That's me. You know, it's like this puzzle coming together. So Super I'm just, cool. I'm Yeah. Yay. I mean, that's always my intention. I want it to feel cohesive and like, so I'm great. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, and what I'll say is you, you, in your words, like, you know, that thing of like being too much, your part of your life path is about playing that edge of too muchness because Scorpio is intense. Okay. And, and, and then, uh, Leo is expressive and like, you know, and they're, they're, they're there, they're shining, they're the sun. So there is this playing the edge, but exactly what you said of, you can have it be a little more, you know, light. You can have this flavor of lightness to it with infusing the North node of Gemini um, like that can, you know, that can be woven through it and that, you know, that chatty, maybe more like relaxed quality just in your presentation, excuse me. <clears throat> um, but, you know, there's, there can still be this like magic fairy dust of intensity and, and like yeah, it's, it's, this is a lot, but, oh, you know, maybe I'll just be like a little bit light about it today. Like, ah, ha, ha. dive into the deeper mysteries. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, and one thing I'm just going to touch on, which is your mid mid Haven. And then I want to go into your 12th house. Um, just your mid Haven is sort of, uh, can it can add a, a nuance to this potentially because your midhaven is your career it's basically kind of like seen as your career uh rules your 10 10th house generally um and yours is in taurus and that is you know taurus rules the throat so i sort of see that as like speaking using your voice you know be, being able and even connecting your voice to your heart um, with that Leo 
you know, from that Leo energy. Um, and also Taurus is the material world, money, uh, sensual. It's, it's very sensual of the senses. It likes luxury. It likes comforts. Hard, very hardworking. Taurus is hardworking, do the work, slow and steady, all of that, but also likes the reward, you know, enjoys the reward. So it's possible that, you know, there's, there's something that gets to be woven in here with that sensual quality, um, a little bit of that luxury or that, you know, creature comfort um, that gives it a bit of stability and of the earthness rather than, uh, so it's, it's just, I, to me, it's pulling in a different element, another element, a stable, earthy element to it. Um, so I'm putting that into the mix. Um, let's look at your 12th house because your 12th house is in the sign of Leo. So we have Leo again, Leo rising, and now we have 12th house. Um, 12th house deals with who you're here to serve. It's your archetype of your karmic client. It's also your limiting beliefs, your karmic debts, and what you're kind of what you're here to heal inside of yourself, of course, through the process of healing that through who you're here to serve. Um, so it's, you know, one of, one of the things I feel it's important to share is it doesn't mean that your client is a Leo. They're the archetype. Okay. And they have maybe some of these Leo challenges inside of themselves to heal. And often these are also your own challenges. Um, you can look at a great, and you, you may have heard this too, because I think, you know, in other uh, sort of business coaching, they'll, they'll talk about this, but just not from this perspective is like the, the, um, your karmic client is you, if you kind of want to tune into them, it's like you three years ago, or you a few years ago, you know, who were you, what were you struggling with? And that's sort of where you're meeting them. That's who you're speaking to. So this is a really key aspect because this is, this is going to drive who, you know, who you see yourself talking to how you're, how, you know, how you're speaking to them and who you're addressing. Um, what's, what's super interesting is I feel like I've had quite a few readings lately where the rising and the 12th house are the same. So it's like, they're seeing that in you. This is your life mission. This is, um, kind of what they're being drawn to inside of you. And yet it's also related to like who they are archetypally and um, so I see a lot of like, that's like very symbiotic, right? It's like almost magnified inside of that. Um, so something that we already talked about with you was the like the self-confidence piece. And, and so this is really like they, those karmic clients are potentially, they're like, okay, I want to, you know, maybe they're struggling with stepping into their own light with shining and, and shining their realness and, and their, you know, and, and, um, stepping into their self-confidence. Um, 
they, you know, they may be uh, a little perfectionistic and um, a bit of, you know, a bit of an overachiever. And I think with when you have that, there can be this, that, you know, looking back at yourself and being like, oh, you know, like if you have that kind of overachieving thing, maybe it's never good enough. Maybe you're like a little bit hard on yourself. So that's going to start to degrade self-confidence, right? Um, and being more self-expressive. Um, they may also kind of be hungry for some adoration. You know, they, they're, they're warm, they're adoring, but, you know, kind of hungry for that adoration. Um, where, do you have any questions? I was, before I speak a little bit more on that or any, any clarifications? Um, no, I, one of the things that, that like popped in my head was when you, when you said, you know, that I have the same sign for, you know, my rising sign as I do for my clients, it, it made me feel like I'm a mirror for them. Like we're both mirrors for one another and how going through, you know, like I've, I've heard, you know, that your client, you know, your soulmate clients or, you know, whatever word you put on it is you, you know, two years ago, five years ago, it's you in the past. So I could really, I could really use, you know, like self-care techniques and things that have helped me go through my journey to really help those, you know, the clients that I'm here to serve. Yep. Yeah. And there's exactly, exactly 100%. Um, so it's like coming back to kind of sharing your realness and um, something else that kind of, popped in. Okay. And then, you know, if we're looking at this whole aspect of like the shamanic beauty and the, the spiritual, um, or I guess, you know, using makeup for magical purposes. So, you know, the magical part is very Scorpio. Like it's so Scorpio. It's so perfect. Um, and, but, and yet like the, the makeup part is like, let's, let's use this like beautification and this ritual, like almost making it about a self-care ritual, making it about that sensual, like kind of that Taurian, like sensual aspect. And also you have your second house in Libra, which Taurus and Libra are both ruled by Venus. So there's some overlap of like beauty and, um, and like appealing to the senses. And I think of Libra too as like the goddess. Um, and the second house relates to like what they'll buy, like what kind of products and services will it be? So here, you know, I really, this is a pretty, like, this is like, if this is like sort of the delivery, the package, um, that little part of you that's been talking to you, here we go, right? Here it is. But it can have this, deeper spiritual component to the beauty shining, you know, maybe, you know, because of the Scorpio too, and you can play with this because I think it's really what's inside of you, but it may be that there's this deeper, like feminine, like 
almost like sexual healing, getting in touch with, uh, with a, a safe and, um, oh my gosh, there's a, a, like an authentic expression of, of a woman's sexuality of her, you know, I mean, that's just that magnet, that magnetism, um, that this beautification, you know, but for more magical, deeper purposes is here to bring forth something to play with. Exactly. It's, it's something that I've, I've definitely thought about because, you know, as, as women, we're taught, you know, we have to look a certain way. We have to present ourselves a certain way. If, you know, if you wear too much makeup, you, especially younger, you're pulled aside by like your mom or women in your family. You're like, you can't dress like that. You can't look like that. People are going to say, you know, certain things. And it really does affect how women develop. And part of what I was thinking about with teaching women about the magic of makeup is the magical expression of makeup and how we're our own unique goddesses and really using the makeup as like an authentic expression of our soul. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you like, we're all goddesses using makeup as an authentic expression of our own soul. So great. Like expounding on that tying in some of the pieces that we talked about how you know how you're going to get that out who you're talking to but that really uh weaves in so many of the components that we've talked about yeah that that last part just came to me during the course of this call like that like that last like using makeup as an authentic expression of your soul was something that came to me like as i was talking but i know it's because of everything that we've talked about during this conversation super cool yeah and that just you know that i feel like it was like the nail on the head as far you you pulled it together you pulled all the pieces together um in a really profound way um very good so i okay it sounds like you did but i i want to i, I just want to hear like do you feel like you had some ahas, some moments of clarity. Um, do you feel like you've gotten that from this time? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I did have one question if yeah. it was okay. Yeah. So, um, so you mentioned the second house and I think you said that those were the products mm -hmm. that my clients would buy. And you said that that was ruled by Libra. Yes. Ruled by Libra. Um, so, you know, and Libra does deal with like beauty and a really like, she loves to appeal to the senses. And I think of her as the goddess, like, you know, just this goddess who's here and embodying and she's social and she's, you know, creating, interested in creating harmony and balance and, um, and like peace really, uh. She can be a little superficial sometimes, but she has a keen intellect and, um, you know, these other pieces, like weaving these other pieces is going to give her that depth. So does that kind of answer? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, I was trying to, to think about 
exactly what type of products I could offer. And I'm, I'm getting this pull for like beauty rituals, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Beauty rituals that up- appeal to all the senses. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that that's great. Cool. Um, and what, so from here, what might, you know, what do you feel is going to be your next step, your, um, kind of your action step? Well, I, I'm definitely going to work on my blog. Mm -hmm. I want to work on my blog today and I have, I know this, I have a, a book that I'm working on, like, that I've been, you know, kind of tinkering at for about a month now about beauty rituals. And it's just like, so, um, <laughs> but it was, it was like I was reading it and it kind of needed, it was like, it was good, but it wasn't exactly what, you know, like, I was like, it needs a little something more. What does it need? And the, the like full, embodied, you know, dealing with all the senses, you know, like a beauty ritual that involves like, it's very sensual, meaning all the senses, you know, like taste, smell, touch, like just putting that all together in a ritual was the piece that was missing. Cause I was like, mm. I was writing, but I was also kind of holding back and it was like, no, now I know exactly what I need to do. So, um, so I'm going to go through all this research that I've made and all these things that I've already started working on and just tweaking it now that I know some extra, you know, some of the extra pieces that have been filled in for me. Perfect. Yeah, that's good. That's great. That's really, really great. Um, and I would say too, you can even use your like, and you're, you may already be doing this, but like using your blog to kind of have little tasters of what this book is about to even use it as a meat, like as you write or write and, or do video. Cause I would encourage you to, to step into that platform too. Um, that, that actually can feed content for your book and then conversely can kind of give little tasters of your book. Yeah, that's, that is such a good idea. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love, I love repurposing content and then for sure, you know, I love that. For sure. Yeah. And you can get, you can get more immediate feedback too on the blog. You know, you can get kind of like, start to get a little immediate feedback about what's, how things are being received and all that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, this is great. And, and I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited to, um, you know, hear about how things go or maybe see them out there. Um, and, um, just really, uh, glad we got to connect about this and because I think it's, you know, it's always, it's going to be helpful for others listening to this. Um, they're going to hear about your story and, you know, be able to shift others that might be struggling with some more things. So I really thank you for that. Thank you. I'm, 
I'm really honored. I, re- I hope I hope I can help. I really hope that my story can help someone. Mm-hmm. That would be really amazing. Yeah. Well, I think so. And it's out there now. And um, we'll just, we'll kind of see what evolves. But um, yeah, Stina, just, I, I thank you for, for um, being real and, and presenting, presenting your challenges and, uh, and also your inspirations. Thank you. It was yeah. such an amazing experience today. Awesome. 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 Well, I wish you all the best. Um, hopefully we'll get to connect again in the future and, um, yeah, just lots of love. Thank you. Lots of love to you as well. Thank you, my dear. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.